We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Let's be realistic here, man. James Morgan is starting over Mike White. <laughs> this is the worst. Times. <laughs> this is some XFL podcast now. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the second episode of Stay Hot. I'm Matthew Sponauer here with Bladen Kirk and Theo Ash. Bladen Kirk and Theo Ash, how was your week so far? Uh, better than yours. I'm doing pretty good, man. It, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Your I week, didn't get. Hey, I didn't get drafted by the you know, Lions. Theo, you didn't have to get disres- You didn't have to get disrespectful. He's right, I didn't get drafted. I didn't get it. Matt got Matt got drafted by the Lions recently, so my no. my week has been better than his. No, I'm glad that you brought that up, Theo, because I wanted to vent a little bit. Today, I have been getting the most spam calls I have ever received in my life. I, I'm talking, I've gotten at least four this hour. Just like random people. And it, it's, it's not fake people. It's not, okay, usually if it's just like the car extended warranty oh, it, it, or whatever. It, it's, not, it's, not like, it's not like scammers or anything? No, okay, so I had to sign up for this like uh, website service, domain name thing like uh, to get... Uh, for like a class because I had to build a website. And then ever since I've signed up for that, I've gotten a ton of calls all about like, do I want to sign up for um, certain services or whatever online? I don't know. Uh, but I did get drafted <laughs> by the Lions. So I consider that like a plus. A loss? No? Yeah. How yeah. is that a loss? Because <laughs> it's the like, Lions. Even league minimum, you're making... Even, okay, even if you're making league minimum... That's like half a million dollars a year. For people listening who don't understand what we're talking about, um, the, like I made a TikTok a while ago being like, any NFL team could draft me and I couldn't stop them, uh, even though that's not really true. Uh, and then just Could recently, the Lions dodger. do it. <laughs> a draft dodger for the NFL draft? I don't want to play. Be, can I be completely honest? I'm actually not eligible for the draft. Uh, I've only been out of high school no. for two years. You have to be out of high school for three. That's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the of odds of me uh, the odds of me getting selected are are pretty pretty low. Regardless, today we've but the, got. But the, uh, but the Lions did make you a jersey. They did. Um, today we've got 
a little bit different of an episode. We don't have certain topics. We're just talking about one thing. We're going to be running through a mock draft of what we would do. Um, I'll take the first pick, and then Theo will take the second. Bladen will take the third, and it'll go back to me, so on and so on, uh, until we you know, get through the entire draft. Or at least the entire first round. Yeah, the first round. Um, yeah, we're not, not going, going through seven, seven rounds. Picks. Man might actually get drafted. I I can't do seven rounds. (laughs) We were doing seven rounds. Matt would be off the board by like round three. Yeah, yeah, I would. (laughs) Wait, you you guys wouldn't draft me? You'd be off the board probably by round two. Uh, Oh, nice. Like like I said, my evaluation of you on my second account, character concerns. (sighs) Character concerns. So I guess we should go ahead and get into this. I've got the first pick, and with the first overall pick, the Jaguars are going to take Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson. Shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. Um, I feel like it's already been beaten to death talking about this, but yeah, Trevor Lawrence is my number one quarterback. The Jaguars' biggest need is quarterback. Um, I don't think, even even when a quarterback does go first overall, typically uh, people at least try to stir up some rumors that they might not end up taking that quarterback first overall. Not they can't even do that in this case. It's that much of a yeah. lock. Um, so I'm not, I'm not exactly um, thinking outside of the box. Yeah, with no this one's going to argue with you on this one, Matt. No, I don't need to explain it. So I've got the yeah. second overall pick, and with my second overall pick, the New York Jets select Justin Fields, quarterback from Ohio State. And I'm not the world's biggest Fields guy, but he is my number two quarterback anyway. Um, and after the Clemson game, like it kind of, that kind of showed the kind of potential that he has and the accuracy and the athleticism that he has and the toughness that he has. I do think that he's the second best quarterback available. I don't even gun to my head and ask me who the Jets quarterback is right now. You know, tell my family, I love them. They need a quarterback <laughs> Fields to me is the second best one. So he's going here yeah. under your head. Call me. It's James Morgan. Oh, that yeah. I was <laughs> or 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 Mike White or Mike White. Mike you White is know. second on their depth chart right now. Who who are those people? They don't have a depth chart. Mike Go White. to their website. They don't have a depth chart. Well, the last they have depth a chart roster. I looked at. They have a roster. Come on, now let, let's be realistic here, man. No, no. James Morgan is starting over Mike White. <laughs> this is the worst times. <laughs> <laughs> Some AAF Can you tell me James banter. Morgan's Where, height? An- <laughs> tell me, tell me one thing about James Morgan. <laughs> I think Mike White is from. This is some XFL Western podcast Kentucky. now. <laughs> That's my <laughs> guess. Arena League. All right, Bladen, All you're right. on the clock. All right. Well, I yeah, I'm on the clock. I have the third overall pick, and with the third overall pick, San Francisco 49ers traded up to uh, take Miami's pick, and they're going to take Trey Lance. Now, if Justin Fields were here, which he might be in the real NFL draft, I think they should take Fields. Like Theo said, he's the second-best quarterback you know, in this draft. But the third-best, I would say, is Lance. Has probably more athleticism, massive arm. I, I don't think I've seen many quarterbacks who can throw it as hard or as far as Lance can. That dude is an absolute athletic specimen. And he's my third-best quarterback, so... With a third pick, 49ers take him. I can't disagree. Um, ceiling super high. I have the fourth pick, yeah. but um, Mike White is from Western Kentucky. That is where he went to school. Uh, I think he got drafted <laughs> in like 2018 or something. But I, I remember him being. I, no one cares. <laughs> back to Mike White. Uh, yeah, I think he, I think people had him as a sleeper, and I just had that in the 
back of my brain. Did um, they actually have him as a sleeper? Every 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 like quarterback who goes late, like every day two, day three quarterback is somebody's sleeper. But uh, I've got the fourth pick, and that's the Falcons picking. And I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts at four. Um, he's the number one player on my board. Uh, the Falcons, they do have Hurst, so it's not like they're desperate for a tight end, I guess, because I don't think Hurst is the worst thing in the world. Um, but here you just got to go best player available, I think. Uh, they could potentially go quarterback in the real draft if it was like Trey Lance or Fields, but I'm not a huge Jones guy. I'm not a huge Zach Wilson guy. Um, so I just go BPA with this pick. Yeah, so BPA, you're not taking into account positional value here, right? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I mean, I've looked at their needs and, and whatnot, and I guess I am taking into account positional value because there's some positions that you have to kind of like rule out uh, because the Falcons just like couldn't use that position because they already have a guy there. And that's true with every team. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that's pretty heavy on BPA. It's hard to argue against taking a player like Kyle Pitts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. P- Pitts is ridiculous. I'm up at five with the Bengals pick. And, you know, it comes down to Chase or Sewell and Honestly, I don't think their tackles are all that bad. Jonah Williams and Riley Reef um, are not terrible. But I still am going to go Sewell here just because I feel like he's too good just to pass on. And he played guard in high school. And to begin, maybe they can throw him in there. I mean, Burrow got hurt from interior pressure. And honestly, I would consider Slater with this pick too. But I am going to go Sewell here and figure out the rest later. Let me. I was about to ask. You think they can, you know, move Sewell to guard if necessary? I think he. I think he's talented enough to do it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't. I don't disagree. Reef is good, but then who knows how long term he is? Uh, right. Like there, and then you'd be yeah. kicking yourself if, like, next year for some reason Reef isn't on the team or whatnot. Or you can move Reef to guard. Like or, yeah. I feel like I feel like yeah. offensive linemen can kind of move to guard. Like it's not ideal, but I think they all can play the position. It's not to- a totally different you know, universe. When you're coming off the Bengals offensive line last year, I'd rather be too deep than not deep enough. Right. I agree. And that leaves me with the sixth overall pick Miami dolphins traded back to 12 traded back up to six. And you know, a lot of people are thinking maybe they'll take a receiver here, but uh, I'm going to take Rashawn Slater. Uh, They're, they're another team that I think really needs some help on their offensive line. And Rashawn Slater, you know, a lot of people talk about Penny Sewell, but Rashawn Slater, arguably the best tackle in this draft class. Dude's an absolute demon. And with a sixth pick, he goes to Miami. That's, uh, that's fair enough. I, I, I've noticed as I've been looking through all the teams that they all seem to have the same needs as like wide receiver, tackle, and corner. <laughs> um, I don't think that the Dolphins are going to pick Slater. I don't think they traded back up to get. Oh him. no, I I I'd almost guarantee they don't because I guarantee oh, I that if Jamar Chase, what? I think they would totally tra- draft Slater. Absolutely, Slater's a baller. You think they traded back up for Slater? He's in, yeah, that's not making. He's not making it to twelve, and their offensive line is terrible. Yeah, I think they. I think it's very possible they traded up to take Slater. Yeah, I think N- I, NFL teams. I've read reports that multiple NFL teams have Slater above Sewell. Oh, yeah, I, no, it would, it would yeah, shock me if Slater goes, but no, I 100% would not be surprised if Slater actually went to Miami. I made a video about this, but yeah. Fair enough. That's okay. not a, yeah. not a no, bad I mean, I, I like Slater. I like Slater a lot. I like Slater a lot. I just know that I just know that a lot of people are going to be like, oh, why didn't you take Devontae Smith? They need receivers. Right. But, 
they need, they need Slater bad. more than they needed. To, they need Slater more than they need yeah. a wide receiver. I, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all if they yeah. went Slater. You know, I, I I did notice that a lot of Dolphins fans think that like receiver, like their weapons that they have on their team are really weak. I think they're really strong. No, Fuller, you, you, Gesicki, and about yeah, that. Parker. I don't understand That's why they all think that. Good. It's like I, I don't know if I'd say they're really strong. Gesicki's good. Gesicki's good. Devontae Parker's good. Will Fuller's. You know, pretty damn really good. good. Yeah, no, I I think that's. I mean, it's fine, but it's not deep. It's not deep. Neither is it. Neither are their tackles. I'm just saying that I think it's one of their strongest units on their team. Anyway, Matt, you're on the clock at number number seven here. Your Lions. Oh, Who's my your Lions. teammate. Your teammate. Well, if we were talking about <laughs> who they are going to take, they already announced it uh, through that TikTok. Me, but like, uh, if I were them, <laughs> I think I'm a little. A little bit too much of a raw prospect to go this high. So I'm going to go with uh, Devonta Smith here at seven. Um, they could do basically anything. I've looked at the roster. It's, uh, it's pretty rough. Wilson is still there. He is still there. Yeah, so I guess I have to explain why um, I'm not going Zach Wilson. I'm not very high on him. And I also think that... I kind of think that they want to see what they have in Jared Goff. I'll be completely honest. I don't think I know that you're saying that they just traded for him, or they all say that they just traded for him uh, because they had to like take on his contract, and that's what the Rams wanted. And that certainly is true that the Rams had to get get uh, get rid of him. But uh, I don't know. I, that, that's I think that they're going to end up giving Goff a shot next season. Um, they have absolute like if they did draft Wilson and then put him on that team. Uh, with the weapons that he has, I don't think he'd have much of a chance. To be Quintez Cephas is their best wide receiver, so yeah, I yeah, can see it's that. like I, <laughs> I, I genuinely think Detroit is the only situation that might be worse than Zach Wilson going to the Jets. Like it would be so bad. Like I'd, bless Zach Wilson's heart. Don't put him on Detroit. It's not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're rebuilding. I like I like the trade that they made for Jared Goff and whatnot and resetting, but like. I think yeah. they need a lot Jared Goff, wide receiver. Speaking of Jared Goff, Jared Goff is going to have literally the worst time this year. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he's. I don't think I, he's I, not going to yeah, have a quarterback. Much fun. No, I don't think any quarterback is going to struggle more than Jared Goff will. I don't want to trash the team that just made a very nice video about me on TikTok <laughs> too much. I really don't. Um, but well, it's just the, the, the line is not very good. They're in the middle of a rebuild. Yeah, just, that, that stuff. Ha- that, that stuff. Yeah, happens. and that's that. It's very simple. So I don't think anybody. I don't think you could go, you know, it's a Heisman receiver at seven. Yeah, I think it's valid. Yeah, <laughs> I've got your Panthers, Matt, and Zach Wilson is still there. Um, honestly, I don't view Zach Wilson and Darnold as the as players who are all that dissimilar to each other, to be completely honest with you. Um, so again, for me, who's not a big Zach Wilson fan at all, um, I really don't view him and Darnold as like, like two just different leagues of the types of players that they are. Yeah. They have good wide receivers, and I'm going to take Sertan here for for the yep. Panthers because you know there's he's the Mike Evans stopper in my opinion. Like NFC South has Evans and Michael Thomas and Julio, all these big mm-hmm. wide receivers. Sertan has the length, the size. I think he's a top. I think he's probably the best defensive player in this class. I think Sertan can match up well with all those big NFC South wide receivers. I think he'd be a really solid pick there. I, uh, I can't disagree. I, I think that's what I would have done in this situation. Um, hopefully, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that if it happened in real life. 
Uh, but I kind of expect yeah. either one of the top two tackles to be there at eight, or if not, then maybe Lance or Fields will be there at eight. I think it'll be a little bit more interesting than that because I feel like with how the board's fallen so far, that's a pretty cut and dry choice unless you want to go Darisol, which also wouldn't be a bad choice. But um, Yeah, I mean, Darisol's really good. Yeah, we need a corner super bad, so yeah. I agree. <laughs> Glad you're not mad at me. All right, so I guess that does, – does that leave me then with Denver – Yes, yes it does. Denver. Denver's interesting because they they have a lot of needs, but they're also they also have they also have a lot of talent on that team. And part of me wants to go defense and really sure up that defense, but I, I think I think they can't really go into uh they can't go into next season with Drew Locke as their starting quarterback. So I'm going to take Zach Wilson. And honestly, I don't know if there's I don't know if there's a better situation for him than Denver. I mean, other than maybe, I, I mean, obviously San Francisco, but like that receiving core is pretty solid. That that receiving core is really solid. You got, you know, obviously Jerry Judy. I mean, you guys know I love Cortland Jerry Judy. Sutton. Um, they're getting Cortland Sutton back. Noah Fant's a really good yeah, tight end. I mean, they're yeah. yeah I, I think they'll, you know, if they got Zach Wilson, I don't think you know real draft he probably won't fall there. But this scenario, I think Denver would like Zach Wilson. I've. Uh... Heard some rumors that what they're actually planning on doing at quarterback is trading for Teddy Bridgewater. I would uh, be a big fan of that. Oh, I, I think I think Bridgewater is not on the Panthers at the end of the draft. I'm I'm feeling pretty confident about that right now. It wouldn't um, surprise me at all if that happened. That that makes sense to me. I think there's a lot of different teams that might try to get him, even as maybe a backup. If Wilson did fall to money. them, though, I wonder if they would still trade for Bridgewater. But you know, no. I'm just that that won't happen. I think I think in real life, Wilson. I, I just feel I feel like Denver's two. going to take a quarterback. I, I I find it hard to believe that Denver doesn't try and take a quarterback if they can. I don't know. Even I feel if it's like Mac I feel like Denver is kind of the team that might have some irrational confidence in Drew Locke. I that's just kind of a vibe. Yeah, I I, I, I think I they might bring in. I think they might. I mean, bring Drew, Locke, in, Drew Locke is a very Denver quarterback. Like, let's. Yeah. I mean, we're not. I think I think <laughs> I think they'll go into next season with Bridgewater competing with Locke as their quarterback. Yep, that's, that's how what I, I think they're gonna do too. Okay. I, I unless I mean the board could fall for them. I kind of think that Justin Fields and Trey Lance make it past three. Well. I, I feel pretty confident about that right now. Um, and I, I, I could see the Falcons going Lance at four, but even then that leaves Justin Fields, a really good prospect um, within reach, even if they have to trade up to get him. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Mm-hmm. So that has me at a uh, number five or number 10. I mean, uh, picking for the Cowboys. I'm definitely a big believer um, and best player available, but right now best player available would be like, Jamar Chase on this board. I think they need a cornerback really badly, and I think there's a really good corner on the board, so I'm going to go with J.C. Horn at 10. Uh, And this is what I also think they will end up doing if the board were to fall this way. They'd rather have Sertan, and I feel like there's a 50-50 shot that he makes it that far. Um, But I may be a little bit biased towards a South Carolina guy. Crazy vertical, really good 40. Um, Did really well against a lot of top talent in the SEC. I think it's a safe pick at a big need. Yeah, I agree with all that. And we got the little run of NFC, NFC East teams here. I'm with the giants. I, draft network has their top team need as a wide receiver, which I don't agree with at all. Jamar chase is still there. I really don't think Jamar chase at this point, I feel like Galladay already kind of fills the role that Jamar chase would. And if I were the giants here with the board being the way that it is, 
I honestly don't think I would go wide receiver here. I would go with Jalen Phillips, the edge out of Miami, who I think is a phenomenal pass rusher. And I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what his injury history is. I only know what I saw on film. And what I saw on film was a guy who won over and over and over again in a variety of different ways. Um, having him on the other side of uh, Leonard Williams would be would be scary. I think I'd take Jalen Phillips here. Are, are are you worried that Giants fans are going to get mad that you didn't take Darisol because their O line isn't exactly isn't exactly wonderful? Uh, I'm not mad at. I don't care what the Giants fans think. They would they'll be happy once <laughs> Jalen Phillips you know has 11 and a half sacks and wins Rookie of the Year. It's it'll all will be forgiven. <laughs> Okay, so you're you're a Fair big enough. Jalen Phillips believer, even though you know you think he's a little bit more raw of a prospect in your opinion, right? Uh, I don't even so, think he's that raw. I think he's just I think he's just injury prone. Like he's he's technically advanced. Um, he's just injury. Like there's there's injury risk there. Fair enough. But this leaves a good board for the Eagles. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, this isn't happening in real life. I don't think. Well, this is interesting because Theo, you mock the Eagles to take Mac Jones. Yes. I am not going to pick Mac Jones. That would be dumb. Shocking. I, as many of you know, I'm not a big Mac Jones fan. We know. However, they do they do need a wide receiver. I think you know I, I like Jalen Rager. I think he's fine. Um, so we're left with two receivers on the board that are really really good. I'm going to take my favorite of the two, Jalen Waddle. And uh, the Eagles with the 12th pick, they're going to take Jalen Waddle. I saw Matt, your eyes lit up. Are you surprised I didn't take Jamar Chase? I'm upset because I'm sitting here. <laughs> Do it. Take Chase here. Oh my God. Please take Chase. This would be my favorite pick in the. Tra- I've been mocking the Chargers a wide receiver <laughs> from the beginning because Keenan Allen, if he gets hurt, their wide receiving core is nothing. I know I'm trying to push you one way here. But no, no. I was just, I think it's funny because. I didn't have Chase on my board for like I have like it written out for each like team like oh here's a couple of players that I think they'll pick and then but I didn't have Chase for the Chargers because I didn't think he'd be here um, but <laughs> yeah I'll go look like it's is it the biggest need in the world probably not they need other things more um, but what they need like a yeah. tackle they can get in the second if it's really that big a deal. And I, I, I was going to make a whole big point about how they need to go tackle because they need to protect, you know, Justin Herbert and how important that is. But if you had the draft fall this way for you, I think taking Jamar Chase and then trying to trade up back into the first round or hopefully just a tackle falling to you, either one, um, to get an offensive tackle, because there's a lot of high-level offensive tackles, would be the way to go. So with the 13th pick, yeah, I'm taking Jamar Chase. I, I can't argue with that. Herbert and Chase. Yeah, that's player and, available. And that's what I'm saying. Allen and <laughs> Williams. That would be a blast. Okay, but are you are you are you honestly mad at me for taking Waddle at twelve? Like, I'm not mad at you. Act like that's not going to be a t- yeah. Like, act like that's not going to be fun for Jalen Hurts, assuming he gets to play. No, it would be uh, it'd be good. I can't lie, but uh, I just yeah. think that Justin Herbert with Chase Williams and Allen would be a lot more yeah, fun. No, that'd be stupid. That that's going to be stupid. I'm a Packers fan picking for the Vikings here, and uh, I, I do I will do right with you guys. I promise. I promise I will do right by the Vikings. I'm going to take Christian Derisaw for them, the tackle. Right now, their projected left tackle is Rashad Hill, and I would assume they would like to upgrade over Rashad Hill. The Vikings are very, very run first. Their wide receiving core is pretty stacked. Their defense, they could use another edge rusher um, alongside Daniil Hunter, but their defense looks pretty solid to me. I think the Vikings 
you know, as long as that offensive line holds up, should be a playoff team. And uh, the bookend left tackle like Christian Derisaw would certainly fits that description. So I'm going to take him. Okay. So when I posted, like, what were we talking? We we're talking about if I could get a yard. And I posted like a screenshot of, uh, of like an offensive line blocking really well. And I said, if I had this type of blocking, you know, I could probably get one yard. And everyone was like, why'd you pick the Vikings offensive line? Um, so I know that Vikings fans are very adamant about their offensive line being bad. If you though. look at any, there was a point during the off season. If you looked at any Minnesota Vikings Twitter post, all the replies would be the picture of like the hypnotic, like swirly screen. And with the impact <laughs> font, you want to sign a guard so bad. So the fans want a guard. The fans want a line. Uh, is not a guard, yeah. but he's still a really good offensive lineman. Um, but yeah, the Vic- Vikings, Vikings fans are, on Twitter are actually quite charming. So uh, um, I, I hope that they don't hate me for this one. Bladen, you're sitting here at 15 and uh, Mac Jones is on the board for the Patriots right now. Matt, you're a Cam Newton fan, right? I am a Cam Newton fan. All right. How do you, how would you feel if I took Mac Jones right now? Bad. <laughs> I would not feel good. I, we talked about this last <laughs> podcast, so I'm not going to well, go well, into it again, but like, yeah, I, I don't think yeah. that makes much sense. Yeah, well, you'll you'll be happy to know I'm not taking Mac Jones. He was on my board in in the event that like something hit the fan and the guy I actually wanted wasn't here, but he is here. And with the 15th pick in the NFL draft, the New England Patriots are going to res- select Rashad Bateman. They they did a lot of work on that on that team this offseason. They spent the most money Bill Belichick's ever spent in the, in an offseason, capping it off with Rashad Bateman at receiver. That w- that would be awesome. That would be fantastic. So you're high on him regardless of uh, the really weird testing numbers that came in super low. <laughs> I don't think it matters. I think you know. I think Theo made a video on this where it's like the film kind of speaks for itself. You know, yeah. I, I don't care if, you know, he's it's like the same thing with Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith came in like just over six foot and like under 170 pounds. I don't care. All right. So I'm up next with the Cardinals here. And with the 16th pick in the draft, the Arizona Cardinals select. I'm going to go with Kadarius Tony. That's um, an interesting pick. It is an interesting pick, but I really Very feel like that it's a good pick for the Cardinals because they they go four wide receivers so often, and their wide receiving core is nothing special in my like Hopkins is something special, but AJ Green was one of the worst yeah. wide receivers in football last year. Christian Kirk is a guy. I don't, um, and they have no one who really their wide receivers only <laughs> broke five tackles last year. Uh, I feel like Cliff Kingsbury is a guy that everyone hates on. But I feel like with him spreading out the defense and getting one-on-one situations across the board, I feel like having a yak monster like Tony would really help them out and they can get the ball on these short out routes and actually do something with it after Kadarius Tony breaks the tackle and continues to go another 20 yards. Because right now, they don't have anyone who can do that. Like I said, their wide receivers broke five tackles last year total. Kadarius Tony could do that by week two. I don't disagree with that pick, but uh, I do have the Cardinals. Um, oh, <laughs> I didn't want to like interrupt you or anything because you were on a roll. But uh, you want to you want to pick 14. for the Raiders then? Oh. oh my God, I'm an idiot. I'm really not prepared <laughs> to pick for the Raiders. I can't lie. I didn't even catch um, it. I I did not even catch that. I was so ex- I'm so excited about that fit, Kadarius Tony to the Cardinals. Yeah, I have too. that all planned out. That, that I love Kadarius. Tony. No, that, that's I think a, he's awesome. Um, it's a great pick. I am going to take Caleb. 
Farley though instead. Uh, so that kind of ruins that fifth. That you can <laughs> you can take the Raiders pick back, man. Because I, okay. I look, they lost Patrick Peterson. He went to the Vikings, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, I think they need another corner, and I actually think that's pretty good value at 16. Too. Um, not to say that Tony is. I don't like Tony or think it's a bad pick, but I think they need corner a little bit more, and I think it's probably also a little bit higher on my board. That's fair. Well, look at me being an idiot, but I do have the Raiders pick. <laughs> you could take them uh, now. I could take them right now. And they do need a wide receiver. Like they, their wide receiving core is nothing hot either, but really nothing on the Raiders team is really all that uh, world-beating. Don't diss on my boy Derek Carr. Derek Carr is fine. Uh, after trading away Trent Brown, I do think that their tackles and they're really – they traded away their center too, Rodney Hudson. So I think their offensive line is is – was a supposed strength coming into the offseason is now a weakness somehow. Nice job there, turning a strength into a weakness for no reason. But I'm going to bolster that. I'm going to take Tevin Jenkins, the tackle out of Oklahoma State. And he's a very Gruden-esque pick. And yeah, he can line up at right tackle and fill the void that Trent Trent Brown took. uh, Trent Brown was held. And uh, yeah, I I just think that'd be a solid pick. He's very mean. You know, pancake Joseph Asai in that Texas game at least five times, and Joseph Asai is uh, getting some first round hype. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's just a solid right tackle. They need one. I don't know if I would necessarily agree that it's a Gruden pick because, you know, it it, it just fits a very big need for yeah, the it team makes sense. very well. Right. It, it makes not... maybe a little bit too much sense. The <laughs> right. it's never not at all. It's not at all. A makes too pick. much sense right. to be a Gruden pick. You're right. So that brings me back around to Miami again. Uh, The first time I went offensive line. So this time around, I will not be going offensive line. I'm going to go with kind of a sneaky need um, on this team. You know, I have people, again, always talk about how much they need receiver. But they somehow, despite having one of the best defenses in the NFL last year, need a lot of help on defense in terms of talent. So with the 18th pick in the NFL draft, the Miami Dolphins are going to take Christian Barmore, interior defensive lineman from Alabama. I know, Theo, you tweeted out about some potential coaching, like coachable issues, but Jesus Christ. I mean, if, if he falls to 18, I think you got to take him. I think his coaching issues are going to make him fall to the 18th pick in the second round. But from ta- talent perspective, <laughs> no, literally, I think that like there's been multiple... Uh, multiple reports about his coaching thing. But again, that's not something we can confirm or yeah. deny because we're just yeah. on the outside. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I've got number... No, I don't have number 19. Dude, no. that's, that, is, <laughs> that is Matt. He almost did it again. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here at 19. And part of me feels like if this happened that the Washington football team would take Mac Jones. Um, that's not what I'm going to do because... I don't know. I'm just not a big Mac Jones fan, I guess. I feel like I'm not quite as low on him, maybe as we let on last episode. Like, he's not, he's, it's not like he has nothing that he can do well. Um, but right here, uh, I think I, I think I might go Vera Tucker. I think that Washington needs more offensive line. I remember last year, they just didn't address it whatsoever, and I was so frustrated. Them and the, and the Bengals did the same thing. Um, they have some needs, uh, some other needs that maybe, 
you might say are, are bigger or need to be addressed. But right now, with the way that this draft is going and the way that, you know, Bladen and Theo are picking, uh, offensive line's going off the board fast. So I'm going to go ahead and get that while I still can. Good pick. Now I'm up. <laughs> No, I'm up. <laughs> you're, you're, pick, you're picking for all your divisional. I'm picking for, uh, division every, I'm picking right for now. the Bears now, and again, again, I am seriously considering Mac Jones here. I really am. And as much as he is kind of Dalton esque, I still think that he is an upgrade over Dalton. He is better agree, than yeah. Andy Dalton. I think he's he's more oh, accurate. Yeah. I think he's more poised than Andy Dalton. Um, his footwork and his. Uh, his pocket presence, I believe, is better than Dalton. So he would be an upgrade over Dalton. But there are, I mean, Micah Parsons is still here. Yeah. And him and Roquan Smith is very tempting to me. Their their corners are Jalen Johnson and Buster Screen, I think, is still there. So Greg Newsom is there, who I really like Jesus, more than yeah. Mac Jones. So I'm talking through, I'm just talking to buy a little bit of time here while I make my decision. Uh, Jamin Davis is a guy that I really like that I could also go with, but I do just feel like I would, I, I'm going to take Mac Jones just because mm-hmm. it's again, there's the devil you do know and the devil you don't. And the devil you do know is Andy Dalton. And I know that if I go into the year with Andy Dalton, I'm going to get fired because there nothing good is going to happen. Like nothing we are not going to have a great yeah. season with Andy Dalton at the helm. You, you saw it's not how it happened. Happen. In, you saw what happened in Dallas. Yeah, and Mac Jones. Yeah. Mac Jones is. I think he's upgrade over Dalton, and and I know he's not a guy that that I am super duper high on, but he is a quarterback. And if your quarterback is Andy Dalton, you're not going to go anywhere. If your quarterback is Mac Jones, you know he might not be an MVP candidate, but he could give you. I think that he can provide you some solid play. And at pick number 20, I think that's that's his value is a lot better there than it would be at number three where he's currently being discussed. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't disagree. I feel like that might be the difference between why I wouldn't pick him with Washington and why you would with Chicago. I feel like with the defense that Washington has and Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has at least proved to be, you know, all right um, in spots. I think that team has a lot better chance of making the playoffs or winning their division or something. Um, so they're more willing to give Fitzpatrick a go trying to lead a team than the Bears would be with Dalton. Not And not to mention, you know, with the Bears, you'd have Allen Robinson. They, yeah, they, yeah. Actually, they have quite a few good receivers, don't they? There's Maury and yeah. Mooney. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mooney. Darnell Mooney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mo- Darnell, Darnell Mooney. Mooney. Yeah. Their running back is pretty good. Their offensive line got a lot better to end the end the season. So it's not the worst situation. And their play calling got a lot better at the end of the season too. Mitch Trubisky yeah. actually looked half decent at the end. That was not Mitch Trubisky getting better. That was their play calling getting better. So it's not the worst situation yeah. in the world actually for Mac Jones to end up in, in Chicago. And I think that's about um, kind of more where he deserves to go than number three. Decent value. Well, with the 21st pick, you know, I have the Indianapolis Colts here. They have they have some interesting needs. Um, I'm kind of surprised that Theo's boy fell this far. I'm just yeah with the 21st pick, the Colts take Terrace Marshall. It's again, it's kind of a sneaky need. You don't really think about it, but they do need receivers, especially you know they brought in Carson Wentz to play quarterback for them. He's you know he's gonna need some help if he wants to even get close to being back to that 2017 form. And they have a decent offensive line. I know a lot of people are saying they have a need at tackle. They do. But I think the rest of their offensive line is probably. I mean, yeah, but like yeah. the rest of their offensive line is solid enough that 
you know, it can at least mitigate that need. So I, I would take receiver and I would take Terrace Marshall. I think he's probably the best receiver available here. Terrace Marshall is also the kind of guy that Wentz likes. I mean, you look at the guy that Wentz have been good with, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Travis Fulgham is the dude that popped up this year as being good. Ertz and Goddard. Like, Wentz is, I think it's fair to say that Wentz is pretty scattershot and having these massive guys like Marshall are the kind of guys that work out better for him than like the little Elijah Moore types or Nelson Aguilar yeah. or Ragger. So yeah, good pick for the Colts there. Yeah. Very easy pick for me here at 22 with the Titans. Um, I don't know if I know what corners they have on their team right now. Um, they're, they're in trouble at that position. I'm not feeling great about the Titans next year. I don't think any of us are. Yeah. I'm going Greg Newsome. Um, and that's not like, that's not a, a reach at all. No, no that's, it's not. That's a good pick. It's a very big no, need. It's, it's a really I good think, pick. I, I, honestly, I don't know if he's making it to 22 in the real draft, but if he's here, uh, I'm very confident that uh, the Titans would take him. Yeah. Newsome's a baller. Newsome's technique yeah, is. and is at the catch point. Like, He's he's a baller. It's just injuries that's really caused that would cause any kind of concern. So now I'm up with the Jets, and the Jets really should just take the best player available here because the Jets have they don't have a ton of talent. The best player available, I th- I think Micah Parsons is a guy where like he will probably never fall this far at number twenty three. He's actually not my top rated linebacker though. Is the thing so. I don't know if I was the GM, if I would take Parsons over some of the guys that are here. Um, Quiddy Pay is also here, who I like a lot. They need corner. They need a lot of things. But I am going to take... CJ Mosley is back. This is what we would do. And I do like Jamin Davis more than Parsons. And that's who I'm going to take here. And I know everyone's going to get mad at me, but Micah Parsons was kind of a one-year wonder in 2019, and Jamin Davis was kind of a one-year wonder in 2020. And I think everyone kind of crowned Micah Parsons after 2019 as the best linebacker in the draft, and it's, he's kind of coasted on that. Because when I watched 2020 Jamin Davis versus 2019 Parsons, I thought that I thought that Davis played a little bit better. I thought he was a little bit more physical. Um, I thought he had a little bit of a higher game IQ and wasn't asked to shoot gaps all the time, which was kind of Parsons thing was just like, get up the gap as fast as you can shoot it, try to blow the play up. I thought that Jamin Davis's role was a little bit more refined and more pro ready. So again, is this probably going to happen on draft night? No, but that's just, that's just what I would do. I knew that Parsons was going to fall because none of us were super high on him, but it is, it is weird still having him on the board. So I guess that brings me to Pittsburgh then, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it kind of sucks. I have to pick for my biggest rival, but Theo's been doing that all night. So I guess I can do it once. And, you know, since he's fallen this far and, you know, the Steelers did lose Bud Dupree, I think it's only right that they do take Micah Parsons here. I know they have a really weird, they have a really weird set of needs, but I think I'm going to go best player available here. I want to, I do want to go tackle. I want to go tackle. I do. But I think if Micah Parsons is there, you kind of have to go with them. So with the with the 24th pick, I'm going to have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking Micah Parsons. Yeah, you know, I actually, um, I kind of think that maybe this is giving me a prediction for uh, actual draft night. You notice how like in a lot of mock drafts, you'll see a run on tackles go um, in 
the second round, even though people are like, oh, it's a really deep class at tackle. I bet you that happens a little yeah. bit sooner than everybody's expecting uh, because nobody wants like everyone's like, oh, I'll just go get one in the second. Um, but I don't think it's going to be yeah. that simple. A lot of those guys, a borderline first round talent tackle more than likely is going to be a first round pick uh, just because of positional value. Uh, but sitting here at 25 with the Jaguars, I'm going to go Alex Leatherwood. I, I, if I were the Jaguars, I'd be very afraid to miss out on one of the high-level tackles, uh, particularly bringing in Trevor Lawrence. I know they have Cam Robinson, um, but I can't say that I'm sure who they have um, on the other side. So uh, when you get a franchise quarterback and then you go try to pick a franchise tackle, I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a pretty good plan. I'd agree. And their offensive line with tackles yeah. is good. Their interior offensive line is really good. Yeah. Their tackles are the weak spot. And yep. I mean, offensive line is a big engine and you got to put Trevor Lawrence behind. You don't want to Andrew Luck him out of yeah, the league. Big. You don't want to Joe Burrow. Him. <laughs> I mean, Joe Burrow's not out of the league, but like his rookie yeah. season was no, battered. Right. So yeah, definitely a good pick to take a tackle there. So I'm up with Bladen's Browns. <laughs> uh, oh God, man. I already know who you're picking. I no, I'm not. I, I know you think I'm going to pick Gregory Rousseau. And you're not going to pick. I really, Rousseau. I really wanted to take Gregory Rousseau uh, at 25 because <laughs> I really thought that. I do kind of want to take Gregory Rousseau. I do. No way. Um, Just do it. Yeah, you know what? I am going to do it because Gregory Rousseau is a good player. Gregory Rousseau is a very good player, and he's someone that is getting so unnecessarily slandered in this draft process process because he's not refined. He's not a. Uh, a finesse rusher. The dude is a converted wide receiver playing edge defender. He was 19 years old in the SEC. He's just got done playing, like I said, like playing defensive back and they threw him in the SEC and he got what? Like 15 and a half sacks, 19 tackles for loss. Like, oh, they didn't come in ways that were like really sexy and ways, but they still, yeah. the production was still there incredibly early in his development and he didn't do it with like chop rips like around the edge he did it by just having a freakish frame long arms and pushing guys around he came up he came up through the middle and i know with the they lost both of their interior defensive linemen this year and honestly that might be the spot where i end up putting him he trained with calais campbell um during his time off and that's another freakish long interior defensive lineman and that's kind of where his ceiling is um the browns defensive line coach worked with deforest buckner who's another just massive guy who had kind of the same problems coming into the draft to a different degree but i think rousseau is a guy who yes he, he does need a lot of work but i think that his freakish frame and strength and He's fast. I think that it's not a bad pick, and I think it fills a need for the Browns. So, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Two things. Um, number one, the reason why I said earlier that I thought you had Jalen Phillips as the guy who was raw was Rousseau who was raw. Yes, I got Rousseau is, stuff. yeah. Other Second Miami off, guy. Is that not – I mean, on the first episode of this podcast, you went on like a rant about Rousseau, and now you've, you just did it again. Did I, the second the, I did. I feel like You're you right. did. Yeah, I feel like that's two episodes in a row. We've heard, you know, had like a nice two-minute segment on why he's <laughs> going to be so good. That's your favorite player in the draft. It's got Well, be. my Twitter name right now is Gregory Rousseau is the next Jared Allen. So, yeah, Gregory Rousseau slander has to stop. <laughs> well, I, I already knew you were going to do that. Um, I Okay, actually, I do want to know, who were you going to take? 
I, I don't know. I don't know who I was going to take. I was thinking okay. JOK. Okay. I was thinking JOK, um, who okay. I also really yeah. like. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't, you know, picked him yet. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here with at 27 with Baltimore, another division <laughs> rival. And, uh, but again, Theo's been doing it all night, so it's the least I can do. And uh, they have a couple needs. You know, they traded Orlando Brown away, so they need a tackle. But they also have a huge need at receiver. I mean huge. They, they didn't address that at all in free agency. But they also, you know, have a needed edge. So I, I'm kind of torn here. I, I kind of want to go Elijah Moore. And I kind of want to go Quiddy Pay. And with the 27th pick in the NFL draft, I'm going to have the Baltimore Ravens taking Elijah Moore. I think it makes the most sense in terms of need. You need a receiver bad. Like, it, 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 it's like, it's to the point where, you know, if Lamar is bad at throwing, so be it. But at least figure out, figure it out. Like, eliminate what it could be. Get a good receiver and just figure it out. Like, stop toying with, you know, Hollywood Brown. For sure. And they've got another pick here in a couple, so they can yeah. still fill that edge need. Yeah. I'm sitting, I'm telling you, every single team I'm sitting here and I see their top two needs is like corner, wide receiver, or tackle. Um, <laughs> tackle, yeah. The Saints are picking. Uh, I'm not exactly the biggest Saints fan in the world as a Panthers fan. So <laughs> if I was really the general manager here, I'd probably just pick some random. Scroll player. all the way down. <laughs> What about yeah. uh, what about Kenneth Kirby? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, here I'll probably go. I'll pick Zayvon Collins. He's uh, one of the top linebackers on the board right now. I feel like we're letting the linebackers slip a little bit too much, uh, and it's something that the Saints could use. Uh, wide receiver, corner, probably a little bit bigger needs right now. Um, but I'm confident they can at least pick up a receiver in the second. So I don't I don't feel too nervous about it. All right, so I'm up with my Packers here. And a lot of the players that I would like to see the Packers take here are gone. But I was trying to take Kadarius Tony earlier, and uh, I was it was stripped away from me. Uh, but he's fallen this far, so I guess I get to pick him twice. And I I think I know they never pick first round receivers, but that's a little bit misleading because they pick so many second round receivers. Like they're not. They're not anti-picking wide receiver. They picked Devontae Adams in the second round, Jordy Nelson in the second round, Randall Cobb in the second round. I think James Jones was in the second round. So they hit on second round wide receivers all the time. The 29th pick is pretty much the second round. And they tried to make Tavon Austin happen last year, and Tavon Austin didn't happen last year. Kadarius Tony might actually have a shot at happening, like if you're going to try to fill that kind of jet sweep role, yak monster role. Kadarius Tony is an upgrade at that. They want to incorporate that aspect of their offense. Kadarius Tony is a better option than 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 uh, Tavon Austin. So I'm taking Tavon Austin here for my Packers. Uh, not Tavon Austin. I'm taking <laughs> Kadarius Tony here to replace Tavon Austin for my Green Bay Packers. All right. Well, um, I guess that brings me back back into the circle. The Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are interesting. Again, another team with just really odd needs. You know, Matt said that every team it feels like they either need a receiver, a corner, or a tackle. This is, a, you know, a team that, you know, maybe needs a corner, I you I think you could argue. Um, but, you know, I think they, they have a lot. They need a lot of help on their D-line. They're a team that likes to run. You know, basically, they, they, th- they just beg teams to run at them constantly. I, there's a lot of three-man fronts. 
from the Bills. So with that, with that in mind, you know, a lot of a lot of the best, you know, edge rushers are still available here. So honestly, I think I'm gonna go Quiddy Pay with the thirtieth pick. The Buffalo Bills select Quiddy Pay. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah. They need edge des- desperately. Mario Addison is not going to do it. They got ran on. They got ran over. So yeah, yeah. definitely a good pick there for. They they just invite they just invite too much run. They invite too much for teams to just run on them for them not to secure an edge defender or an interior defensive lineman. For sure. Yeah. So I was going to go Kadarius Tony with the Ravens' thirty first pick because that's where I'm picking right now. <laughs> if he had fallen, I would have gone back to back receiver, and then you would have because I. I I'm tired of the you know Baltimore screwing around with this position. You know, might as well just get it figured yeah. out. <laughs> uh, but they could also, you know, that's fine because they also need a tackle. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to go Liam. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing Eichenberg, this. I Eichenberg, I believe. Thank yes. you. Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame. I think he's going first round in real life. I think he fits a need really well for Baltimore. I saw that they were looking at getting Dennis Kelly, uh, the Titans tackle. If they could get him for cheap and free agency uh, and they didn't have to go tackle in the draft, that would also be nice. They did get Villanueva, but he kind of struggled last year for the Steelers. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be thrilled with Villanueva. Yeah, but um if you had like Villanueva and Dennis Kelly um battling it out for a spot, I don't think you'd need to go tackle here. Um, but since I can't obviously control the free agents that they sign, um it tackles the move. All right, so I'm wrapping this up with the Buccaneers pick here, and I'm taking the top overall player on my board for them because, you know, they're kind of stacked. And that is Peyton Turner, an edge out of Houston. Not someone who's gotten a ton of first-round hype. I think he's he's 47th here on the... We're using the draft network to do our mock here. But Peyton Turner is going to go in the first round in this in this upcoming draft. And honestly, I'd be willing to take him top 20. Peyton Turner is a massive edge rusher. He's quick. You watch him against BYU, who had a very good offensive line comparatively to like the teams that they were playing. And he actually got by BYU, by BYU's offensive line, a steady amount and forced Zach Wilson to have, in my opinion, his worst game. He's big, he's fast, he's got counter moves, he's got, you know, a bull rush, he's got speed moves. He's, I think, someone who the draft the general population doesn't know much about but don't be surprised at all to hear his name called in the first round and he's my top player available buccaneers don't really need edge but jpp is getting a little bit on the older side they can rotate him in he's versatile uh they can put him on on some sub packages to begin with and then you know as jpp gets a little bit older they can kind of probably put in peyton turner as kind of more of a full-time guy, but I think he'd be a steal at 32. Fair enough. Theo thrown in the sleeper pick. I like it. For sure. So that wraps it up. Uh, very interesting, very interesting draft we've got here. <laughs> I feel like we had a really long run on offense, just a crazy run Did on we? offensive players. I mean, it's a better offensive draft than it is a defensive draft. This is uh, the defensive, like... Um, the defensive prowess in this draft is not at the level that the offense is. So that could very well happen. Micah yeah. Parsons sliding. I think that could honestly happen because of his character concerns. Um, so yeah. it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock well, me. Here, here's, him. here's the biggest issue. I think we didn't take Jeremiah Usu Koromoa. 
Mm-hmm. Dude just didn't get picked in the first round, which I guess could happen, especially if, you know, Parsons falls. But I don't know. I just feel like, <laughs> you know, it's a little bit bizarre that we just. Like, yeah, I mean, he's another guy that like, again, line. if if linebacker gets pushed down and I what I would say is that Barmore going to 18, I kind of feel like the the Dolphins might take a linebacker there and that could kind of screw it up. But I feel like. JOK is kind of a tweener, someone who is, you know, linebacker slot corner and some teams may not just have a need for him and they can't envision how he would succeed in their system. Cause that's a lot of what the draft is. In my opinion is like, you'll see there'll be, there's a pick that is going to happen in the first round that no one saw coming. Like some guy like, like who was getting hype in the third round is going to go number one, just because teams have a very much more specific idea of, who they want in mind than the general like draft analyst who's just like, how good are they? They don't really have a role in mind. So yeah, I mean, this is not going to be the most accurate mock draft to what actually happens. But um, overall, I think the randomness of it is more accurate to in that kind of sense where it's more random and the real draft is more random than a traditional mock draft. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's how it goes. There's always a guy who should go first round who doesn't. Um, and that's... Yeah. The circumstances just happened to be JOK. That happened with receiver last year. We saw a lot of receivers fall that we didn't think would happen. Well, thank you guys for listening in this episode. Um, I'm sure next week we're going to be talking about what actually happened, and I'm sure it's going to look nothing like this mock draft we just made <laughs> does. Um, we're on Apple and Spotify now, so make sure to rate and download and subscribe or follow to the podcast. And uh, we're going to finish it off, I've been told, with a Theo Bird review he wants to talk about that uh yeah so yeah they want us they want me to the the producers want me to do a bird review and i actually have something worth talking about here uh i've got big plans on may 6th i have a tattoo appointment and i'm going to get a kestrel tattooed on my body so that is the plan right now so if i'm gonna make a bird review per the per the producer's request i might as well talk a little bit about the american kestrel who i think is the greatest north american bird as the smallest bird of prey i think that it symbolizes kind of a small but mighty mentality and a <laughs> and you relate I, to that theo i don't because, That's because I'm, I'm very i'm very tall but i do think that that is a nice um little fact about the bird that it is the smallest bird of prey i think that that gives it a little bit of personality that makes it worthy of permanently putting on my chest so like i and the color the color scheme is a very unique one for for a bird with a kind of a burnt orange and blue color which is something that doesn't really appear in nature all that often it's a beautiful bird really and it's something that is it is common enough that i see it when i go out and look for it but it's rare enough that i don't see it all the time and it's still special when i when i go out bird watching and i see a kestrel so on may 6th uh, i have not told my parents that i'm doing this they'll probably listen to this podcast and text me <laughs> about this but i oh already God, paid the 60 dollar down payment i already paid the 60 dollar down payment mom and dad this is already in motion it's not a very big tattoo and the guy who's giving me it is named bear so i guarantee you that a guy named bear is going to do a good job with the nature tattoo and i promise it won't be that ugly yeah but uh theo was telling me about this tattoo maybe they won't listen this far i hope they don't See you guys next week with a real draft analysis. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Wait, it's Tuesday. (laughs) Good luck with finals, everybody. 
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.